of the Gospel of Matthew, verses 1 through 12. Hear now the word of the Lord. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage." When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped at a place over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Those magic men, the magi, some people call them wise, or oriental, even kings. Well, anyway, those guys. They visited with Jesus. They sure enjoyed their stay. Then warned in a dream of King Herod's scheme, they went home by another way. If you're a James Taylor fan, like I am, and perhaps of a certain vintage, You remember these lyrics. They might have sounded familiar to you as I started to say them and not sing them. It's from James Taylor's song called Home by Another Way. Home by Another Way. And it is all about the visit of the wise men, the wise ones, to see the young Jesus. And it is about their decision specifically not to go back to Jerusalem to King Herod. They went home by another way. And that's a detail in the story that we might just sort of leave at the tail end and overlook it a little bit because there's all this wondrous uh, storytelling about stars and journeys from the east and gold and frankincense and myrrh. But let's not look past that little detail today, going home by another way. This story begins by telling us that Herod was king in Judea. Now remember that Herod was a Jew, and he was permitted by the Romans to rule in Judea. In other words, to be sort of a middle manager between the Romans and the people in southern Israel. And his job was to keep the peace. 
His job was to keep the Romans happy by keeping the peace. So he was to handle all the local matters. He was of the same lineage or ethnicity, if you will, of the people of Judea. So he was a local kind of king, if you will. And the threat of Rome was always hanging over his head. So when the wise men, the magi, arrive, they go to Jerusalem. That's the capital city in Judea. They go to Herod, to the king. This makes perfect sense. If you've seen this prophetic star telling you about a new king, you're going to go to the capital, you're going to go to the royal palace, and see what's what about this king. So they do go to Jerusalem, to Herod, expecting perhaps that this child would be a descendant or of Herod's line and they were going to bring him gifts. Now, this was a common practice in the ancient world. If you were coming to visit a foreign king or tribal leader, you would bring gifts with you to say, I'm your friend. We're going to be friendly to gather some favor with that new king and promote peace between the nations or the tribes. So when the wise men come and they tell Herod that they've seen this star, that a new king has been born, he is frightened. And not only is Herod frightened, but all of Jerusalem is frightened with him. Now why? We think this is good news that Jesus has been born, but it was not good news for Herod. He was afraid because this Messiah, this anointed one, who was going to be king, was a threat. He was a threat to Herod. And Jesus' existence was also a threat to the political stability of the area. This new king of the Jews, this new Messiah who was sent to save the Jews, he could be very disruptive. There could be rebellion and revolt and war and much bloodshed. Herod himself could possibly be killed or sent into permanent exile. That's what happened in those days. If you held on to your life, you didn't hold on to your home. You were sent away permanently, not to be a threat anymore. So Herod is frightened, and many of the people in Jerusalem are frightened with him. What's going to happen with this new king of the Jews? This is not the first time that someone has proclaimed a new king. So Herod springs into action, and he gathers together the religious scholars of the day, the priests and the scribes, and he says, where is this Messiah going to be born? They tell him, Bethlehem, this is what the prophecies have said. So then Herod, you know, he's very cagey. He has this secret meeting with the wise men to find out the exact time that the star had appeared. And then he sends the wise men to Bethlehem basically to be his spies because he says to them, when you get to Bethlehem and you find this new king, you come back and tell me where he is so that I may also bring him gifts, visit him, and honor him, and recognize him. Well, he's not going to bring the Jesus child gifts, is he? We know what he's trying to do. 
He's trying to find out the location of this threat so that he can deal with it. And deal with it, he does. We learn later in the text. So these wise men who come, they are knowingly or unknowingly, I think unknowingly actually, the spies for Herod, helping him get this intelligence because Herod is trying to trick them and manipulate them into doing his work. Because, as I've said, with a confirmed location for this new king, Herod can send soldiers to kill him, threat over, problem solved, status quo preserved. This is what Herod thinks he can do, or so he thinks he can do. But we know, don't we, that the true king has come into the world, and no earthly power can undo change, deny, or stop the reign of this child. So these wise ones make their way to Bethlehem to visit the Messiah, the new king. They've read the heavens and they've traveled very, very far to witness the fulfillment of what was foretold in the sky. In fact, Jesus was probably more about two years old or so when they got there. Not Not this, sorry to burst your bubble, this is a lovely creation and it it harkens back to St. Francis of Assisi in the 1300s. He was the first to kind of bring a manger scene or a birth scene together, Um, but probably Jesus was a toddler by the time the wise men got there. And so they've traveled this long journey, reading the stars, looking in the sky, and they find this same star that they've been following rising in the east, and it comes to rest over the place in Bethlehem where Jesus is born. And they bring these extravagant gifts of gold, precious metal, frankincense and and incense, a a plant that's actually grown in one specific location in the Persian Gulf and is very rich and very fragrant. And then they bring myrrh, which is a spice, an anointing spice. And it's a beautiful scene that they bring these priceless gifts to the young child and they kneel and they offer them their worship and their praise. It's a beautiful scene that's inspired thousands of artists and musicians and authors and creators. And it inspired the tradition of gift giving for Christmas. It would be lovely to stay at the manger with the glimmer of the gold, the aroma of the frankincense, the spicy scent wafting into the air from that incense, and then that piney sort of bitter odor of the myrrh, a spice that's used to anoint a body. But unfortunately, the text doesn't allow us to stay in the giving of the gifts because there is danger, there is Herod, lurking literally five miles away just outside the door. But the Spirit of God intervenes and it protects Jesus, it protects his parents. Remember, as we've been talking about, that the wise men had been instructed by Herod to come to Jerusalem to give him intelligence. 
But they don't go back to Jerusalem, do they? They are warned in a dream to go home by another way. And so they ignore Herod's instructions, and they go home by another road. They return home by another way. When the Spirit of God is moving, we may, like the Magi, be directed to go home by another way. We may be called to follow a road that we have never traveled before with only the Holy Spirit to guide us. You're embarking on a journey of going through the Bible in a year. And this is a journey that will take you places that you couldn't even imagine right now. Places expected, places unexpected, places rich with blessing, and even places that might be filled with sorrow or pain. The Holy Spirit is guiding, and when the Holy Spirit is moving, we go home the way that God wants us to go home, even if it is another road or another way. Right about this time, about 35 years ago, I was preparing to go abroad. I was a junior in college, and I was studying the history of art. And I was getting ready to go to Florence, Italy to study art. I was so excited to be in that place, and I was also a little afraid because I didn't know anybody else who was going to be on the program with me. There were college juniors from all over the country that were going to be in this program with me, and I didn't know a soul. I just barely knew the Italian language. I'd taken it for a semester, and I would be living with an Italian family who spoke no English while I would be taking classes in this college program. And all our classes, fortunately, were in English, except for our Italian language class, which was two hours a day, four days a week, at eight o'clock in the morning. And in that Italian language class, I met a young woman whose name is Kristen. And through Kristen, I met Christ, literally. See, Kristen was the way that God in the person of Jesus Christ became a reality to me. I was not a follower of Jesus Christ at the time. I was not a Christian when I was 20. And so I had expected many amazing things to happen when I was in Italy. That was indeed the case. I saw incredible art and architecture. I ate amazing food. I made dear, dear friends like Kristen and others. But what I didn't expect was the life-changing encounter with Jesus Christ as I was sitting on my bed in my room in an apartment in Florence, Italy. Midway through that semester, through Kristen's discipling of me and through the power of grace, I asked Jesus to come into my life and to be my Lord and my Savior. And he came. And like the wise ones who came from the east to meet the Messiah, I met the King of Kings, and my life was forever changed. I left Italy a very different person from the one who had arrived. You could say... Just like the Magi, I went home by another way. It's best to go home by another way, home by another way. We got this far to a lucky star, but tomorrow is another day. 
we can make it another way. Safe home, as they used to say. Keep a weather eye to the chart on high and go home by another way. This is the word of God for us, the people of God, proclaimed in in word and text and sermon. And so we have a response and then we will move into communion. Thank you. 